All right, so my name is Lori Droxler, AKA for some of you, Mama Drox. <laughs> um, before we get started, I would just like some audience participation. How many people in the audience have seen me cry before? Oh my gosh, almost the whole church, so great. We're on a good path, you guys know. Um, that I am a crier, I'm not on purpose, I don't think. When I feel happy, I cry. When I feel sad, I cry. When I'm mad, I cry. That's just me. But the goal today is not to cry. That is the goal. I did bring the tissues, though, just in case I fail on my goal. But I have been at Hope Community Church for 10 years. I probably am your resident crier if you come to me for, thank you, for some support. I'm probably going to cry with you. Um, but some of the things that I'm going to share today are really emotional, too, for me, and in a good way. Um, so I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I am walking in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I am a wife, probably an annoying one at times. <laughs> I'm a mother, a friend, and someone who has a heart to serve. I am by no means perfect in any way, and neither is my family. I am flawed, a sinner, and a human being, and lately a hot mess, so that's me. I would be remiss to stand up in front of all of you today and not address where I am in my life. As some of you are aware, my family has been going through a difficult season. We want to thank the people that have come alongside of us to pray, to check in on us, ask questions directly to us, and not gossip about us, or make assumptions. Since God is still working in our waiting, he's not finished yet. So therefore, I'm not going to go any further into it, but when the story's complete and he's finished writing that story, I'll share more. I do want to share with you my experiences at Hope Community Church and how it's changed my life. So I want to start with a definition of what a family is. A family is a place of refuge, encouragement, and discipline. And this is why the church must be a web of loving relationships. I consider hope my family. We help one another. The strong come alongside the people that are weak. And sometimes you don't know when you're going to be the strong one or when you're going to be the weak one. Although I help... I would like to share some of those experiences where I've seen God at work through the church and the church members. When I first started attending Hope, it was just myself, Lainey, and Kayla. Uh, Rick was not coming here at all, and you guys know the story, the Hollywood movie of when he came, because I shared that with you before, but for some of you that don't know, um, Rick was not attending church with us. We were over at the Barnstormers Theater. And one day we're sitting in church and the doors open and the sun comes in and we turn around and there's Rick. And I say, Rick, he said, something made me come. And I whispered, it's the Holy Spirit. And he said, no, it was Home Depot, but I don't care how he got here. <laughs> he walked in one day and he never left either. So when we first started attending, Shortly after we started, probably about a month or so, both Lainey and Rick got pneumonia. And the Peterkin family came over to our house and raked our leaves. And that might not seem like a big deal, but for Rick and his interpretation of 
some things that have happened to him growing up and how he perceived the church, that is the first time he saw God's work in action was through the Peterkin family. So thank you for them. So Galatians 5.13 states, serve one another. And that's exactly what they did. In 2014, when we decided to become foster parents, our first placement was with two beautiful girls, Rashaya, who was two, almost three, and Malaysia, who was one years old. We were in deep. I think some of you knew that, way deep. Um, but when God calls you to do something, he never says it's going to be easy. Um, we had so many people that volunteered at the church to get their clearances that CYS said we had to cut the list. Um, our girls stayed with us for three years, and then when it was time for them to go back home, it was heartbreaking for us. But our ch church family was there to pick us up. And 1 Thessalonians 5.11 states, build one another up. And that's exactly what our church family did for us and continues to do for us today. When my Uncle Bob was sick with pancreatic cancer, Lois, Sida, and her two daughters, Joy and Michelle, came to help, my, help me clean my uncle's home. It meant so much to my uncle, my aunt, and to my entire family. When my uncle passed away, there they were again providing meals to my aunt. So fast forward, when my aunt got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, there they were again providing meals for her. And she loved to see the familiar faces. And the funny thing is, she has a church, but not like this church. So we continue to show up for her. And I remember the day that she came to this church earlier this year, and she was surrounded by the members of Hope, and they prayed for her. And she came off a of hospice for a little while. I'm sad to say that she's back on hospice, but she's forever grateful for the love and support that she receives from our church. And every week when I walk up here, Bob and Lois ask me how my aunt is doing. Every single week. That, I just know that they are praying for her every day. And Romans 12.10 reminds us to be devoted to one another. And that's exactly what Bob and Lois are. In 2016, when Kayla and I decided to go to Africa, we were very concerned about raising enough funds. We had to raise $6,000. Our church family found out that Kayla could do a bake sale at my work. And this was way before Jaden Borman was the best baker in town, okay, guys? <laughs> way before. Um, but the baked goods that were made, packaged, were unbelievable. And in the two days that Kayla was at my job, she raised $4,500 from that bake sale. This was so encouraging and so appreciated. And Romans 15:7 states to encourage one another. And we felt so encouraged we were able to hit our goal. On October 22nd, 2016, we would receive some devastating news and our lives would forever change. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Sorry. I'm not gonna do it. My mom was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. And while sitting at the hospital with my mom, Pastor Josh showed up and sat with my mom and talked with her and prayed with all of us. Our friends that we connected with on Kenyan trip, Kelby and Jim Hall, 
would go on to build an addition for our house for my mom before she passed away. During the time of my mom's sickness, so many people from church came to visit my mom, sit with her, provide meals to our family. My mom would call Pastor Josh often for him to come and speak with her about Jesus. And that's not the funny part, but the funny part is he was like, Lori, she's saved. But she kept calling him all the time. But he would come every time that she called. She just wanted to go to heaven. In the midst of my anger and sadness and pain, I would call Pastor Josh or see him at church, and I would just break down crying and sometimes even yelling because every time I prayed for something, I never got the answer I wanted. And I wanted to know why. The children here at Hope Community Church made my mom cards, and I still have one to this day from Owen Peterkin. And that is something that is so touching that these kids would pour out to my mom. On March 22nd, five months later, after my mom went home to be with the Lord, Pastor Josh came to our house and prayed over her and prayed with our entire family. Having our entire church family to pick us up, love us, and provide us with support was so unbelievable. But after all this outpouring of love that we just received, Rick was in a car accident and required surgery. So it was my first time at the overdose awareness walk without my mom, without Rick, without my sisters. But there was my Hope family. So many people had attended. And I think most of you know that know me. I'm not really domesticated, so I don't really cook. Well, now I do, but I didn't really before, so... You know, Holly came over to me, and I was crying, of course, no surprise there, but I was crying. And she said to me, let us provide you meals. And I said to Holly, how many times can I ask this church to help me? And I will never forget her response, as many as it takes. I was so touched by that response I had never been part of a church family like this. And John 13:34 says love one another, and we felt nothing but love. Romans 12:10 says welcome one another. Boy, you guys have welcomed many people from my family for sure. So many that last week Jen they thought you were my cousin. <laughs> they think everyone's my cousin. I do have 36 cousins, so it's totally fine. But I want to share this story with you that was so powerful. So during the height of the pandemic in 2020, one of my dear friends lost their father. Funeral homes were not allowing nighttime viewings. And when I asked my friend how I could help her, she said, can you find me a place to have a viewing for my dad? I went to Pastor Josh to see if we could use this church as a viewing for the viewing. He said, let me check with the board, and they all agreed. They never once asked for a donation. The church was open for this viewing, and the family was truly grateful, and this showed me that this is truly a community church. In 2021, my entire family got COVID at the same time. Shortly after the 14 days of quarantine, my husband Rick started to experience some health issues and still continues to do so to this day. 
One day my husband asked me to take him to the hospital because he didn't think he was going to make it. By the time we got to the hospital, my husband was unable to walk. He was not speaking right. I was not allowed to be with him in the hospital. And you're not going to believe it, but I called Pastor Josh and I was hysterical crying. Because all I could think is I have been through so much and I could not lose Rick. Like, I could not do that. I'd already lost so many people that the thought of losing Rick was terrible for me. But Pastor Josh prayed with me and then he talked to me until I was calm and I could think logically. So many people have prayed for Rick and continue to do so today. And as we navigate these health issues, we are assured that we are never alone. Earlier this year, as Rick's health issues progressed after a Sunday service, members of the church formed a prayer circle around Rick and my family. Everyone prayed for full healing for him. And although my cousin Kelly isn't here today, that was her first time in prayer group, so she called me the next day. Did he sleep? Did he sleep? He didn't that night, but the next night he, he did, but she just wanted to see, like, did this prayer really work? And it did. We were overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit, the love and support of our church family. And what we do know is that God has us and our, our Hope family has us too. During my time at Hope, my mom, my husband, my daughters, my sister-in-law, myself have been baptized at Hope Community Church. Pastor Josh once told me that if he just brought one person to Christ, the sacrifices that he and his family have to make for this church are worth it. I have learned and continue to learn about what it means to be in a relationship with Christ and how to love and serve and trust God. I have been very fortunate to have heard messages at Hope that have been life-changing for me. Kelby Gibbs' message 10 years ago about envy and lust was a message that changed the direction of my life towards Christ. Karen Petergren's message about tithing changed the way that I managed my money and how I tithe. Frank Gannon's message about trusting the Lord in the times of uncertainty and showed how God is a God of miracles. Jamie Hindorf's message regarding the stigma of mental health and religion really moved me. Rosemary's message about building a relationship with Father God and Kathy Schmidt's message about swap, sit with, and pray. I have learned from every person that stands up here and shares their testimony on how God has moved in their lives. And I have learned from Mickey Pilsen that there's always an opportunity to serve in this community. I've experienced church outside of this building with members of Pope, Jeff and Lynn Craig. Just recently, Lynn poured some truth in me that I needed to hear. I was grateful to hear. And Matthew 18, 20 says, for where two or more are gathered, together in my name I am among them. I can tell you this with absolute certainty, that I would not be standing here today if it was not for the wisdom, truth, grace, and love of my brothers and sisters in Christ at Hope Community Church. Despite my circumstances, although I might cry a lot, I can find the beauty, peace, and hope in our Savior. 
I hope that I have poured into some of you and that I've allowed the Holy Spirit to use me to uplift people in their dark times. It will never feel like enough. I know that this is an ebb and flow of the Holy Spirit pouring into me and then the Holy Spirit using me to pour onto others. 2 Corinthians 13, 11, 14 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. But what that really means is to accept everybody. It implies full acceptance, that holy kiss. All God's people here send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I feel like that's what this church does and we need to continue to do. God is at work. God dwells within us. And we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the church of the living God and this is what distinguishes a church from every other human gathering. God wants to save, he wants to heal, and he wants us to love. As members of the church, we must, be, must learn to be in community. When we are in community, we learn and we grow. I know that I've grown so much in this church, and as we grow in him, we share Christ with others. Hope Community Church is shaped by the gospel, truth, grace, patience, and true fellowship. But the truth is, life is messy, and so are relationships. Times of stress can cause strain on relationships, and Satan's goal is to destroy our unity. Scripture reminds us that it's our responsibility as Christians to lead the way for unity and love. God's church is being the church together. I would like to close with this prayer. Some parts were taken from the Bible study tool, so I don't want to take credit for all that. But before I say this, I just want to say that I love you all, but God loves you more. So we could bow our heads in prayer. God, we need you. Some days feel so broken and uncertain. We're hurting, we're struggling, and we're aware more than ever of our weaknesses and of the dark forces that constantly surround us, fighting to gain ground in our lives and families. We choose to stand on our ground today and say no more. We ask for your help to set aside our differences and look to the greater cause, the cause of Christ. Lord, we are serving your vision of being a church for the lost. We ask that you would help us to truly live a life of love. Remind us to live aware, to redeem, listen to your words, and be willing to make a difference in the lives of others. Lord, thank you for the way that you have used people in this church to reflect the love and light of Christ. Amen. <laughs>